The following production is part of the We Be Geeks Podcast Collective. This podcast is a member of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts and content creators, visit bio.link slash red5. Produced with podcasting gear from Tascam. Trust your audio to Tascam. Sound thinking. nerds discover your geeky haven with twink.com we've been delivering you the best products and all things pop culture for more than 20 years enjoy a wide selection of officially licensed merch from your favorite fandoms we carry top brands from disney funko marvel and dc star wars harry potter and much much more we also offer an array of exclusives that you won't find anywhere else with all these collectible goods you're definitely gonna need a bigger boat crisis for the geek kind Top geek officials admit they underestimated the hipster's defense capability. Join the revolution and save the galaxy. Geeks from all over the globe are joining up to fight for the future. They're doing their part. Are you? Want to know more? Join Weeby Geeks and the Geek Revolution and save the world. Service guarantees citizenship. Want to know more? left in the Geek Revolution. And welcome to another episode of Weeby Geeks. It is the Smugglers 3. Oh God. No, it's not. <laughs> wow. We were just talking about how long of a week up. Yeah, really. If it is the Smugglers 3, then Ken's a little late. Yeah. Speaking of Smugglers 3, there will be no uh, Wookiee Radio this coming week. Uh, and I think we mentioned that on show uh, mm. as Ken's going to the forest moon of Endor. Um, but it, this is the dashing duo, Derek and myself, Mike. So how are you doing, Derek? <laughs> Apparently I'm not here. Well, <laughs> <laughs> as you said, it's been a long week. Yeah, say that again. It's been a long week. Oh, yeah, sorry. you can say that again. Oh wait, you, you <laughs> <say it. laughs> um, did I mention it's been a long week? No, you haven't. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> um, check out the homepage. I'm still working on getting it caught up. But <laughs> you can support our affiliates like Biddy Boomers. Uh, use code Weeby Geeks for fifteen percent off your purchase. Uh, you could use uh. Use code Wookie for ten percent off your purchase at all uh, and all your lightsaber needs. Use code Smuggler three or point five percent off your purchase at Red Flag Workshop. I'm trying to think if there's someone something else I'm missing, but I don't think I am. Oh yes, there is something I'm missing. New code. Uh, the link will be up on the site on all three sites uh, by Monday. <laughs> I say that, um, <coughs> but. You can use the code Wookie Radio 10% off your purchase at Hangar 58 Clothing. And they've got some stuff. Really cool stuff. Indeed. I'm actually looking at getting a couple of their uh, Rebel t shirts and uh, in the performance fit. Mm. Something to wear to the parks and something to wear when uh, I'm actually looking at getting back to playing hockey again, August 14th. Oh, yeah. I haven't been on the ice in 13 years. Mm. What the heck am I doing? 
<laughs> well, hopefully not killing yourself. <laughs> See, that'll be a uh, Monday. On Wednesday, I'll still be. Hi, <sighs> uh, guys. I'm still <laughs> wore out from playing on Monday. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just hoping there's going to be more than just two goalies there. Because <laughs> if not, it's going to be a long hour and 15 minutes. <laughs> and I will be taking breaks. It's, uh, I will be sucking wind hard. No comment. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, you can comment. Go ahead. You can comment. I I, I know myself. <clears throat> oh, believe me, do I know myself. <laughs> I, I'm going to be hurting. <laughs> Better you than me. <laughs> I, I'm actually looking, as silly as it sounds, I'm actually looking forward to it. Yeah, that's cool. I mean, hopefully it'll, it'll be fun for you and not too painful. <laughs> oh, it, it's going to be painful. It's like I said, it's been 13 years. Mm-hmm. It's going to be painful, but yeah, it'll, it'll, it'll be fun. I, I'm, I am looking forward to it. Um, if you want to email us, email us at webegeekspod at gmail.com or hit us up on Twitter or Instagram at webegeeks. We'd love to hear from you guys. Um, Just yeah. be nice. <laughs> Yeah, that's all we ask. You mean if you're if you're nasty, we'll we'll definitely read it on the air. Uh, if you want to leave us a voicemail, you could leave us a voicemail on the Weeby Geeks Podcast Collective Hotline at four zero seven four nine four six one one zero. I have brought back the hotline. Nice. So figured it was time. We've grown. We have. Well, I've shrunk <laughs> actually, <laughs> which is a good thing. <laughs> it's a very good thing. Uh, speaking of which, how's your progress going? Not bad. Slow, but not bad. Cool. You know, slow is good. That means it stays off long. Right. Um, this week might have upset it a little because I wasn't, I couldn't stick to my diet as well because my wife's been out of town and she's the one who does the, cooks the meals usually. So I've been eating frozen dinners all week, but. <laughs> you know, my doctors told me. Now, yes, change your diet, but if you have cravings, feed the cravings in moderation. Yeah, everything in moderation. It really is true. Um, it's, I, I, I'm at that stage, I'm losing inches and still fluctuating within the same five pounds. But to, total max so far is uh, 88 pounds total lost. Nice. So I, I've hit that 88-pound loss mark. So I've hit 282, but I'm, I'm fluctuating between 282 and 286. Which is a normal flux. I just haven't progressed, but I'm losing inches, so I'm okay with that. Since yeah. I returned to work, I have dropped two pant sizes. Nice. So actually, I think I no, I've dropped. I went from when I returned to work, I was wearing. I left on my medical leave last last year wearing size 52 pants from work, and I'm now in 44s. Nice. So so four pant sizes or five, yeah almost four pant sizes so yeah so i'm losing the inches which is why i have uh sped up my return to ice because originally I, my goal was return to ice when i hit 275 now it's i can fit into my gear <laughs> um now that i can fit in my gear i'm getting on the ice so yeah that that's the way i'm seeing it and that's the way it's going to be for me because I, I realized you know i could i could be a little heavier and still fit my gear as long as i can fit my gear all right Right. And, and because of my knees, 
I've got the appropriate knee braces to help me because uh, I'm not going to wear the knee braces I wear to work because I don't want to damage those on the ice, even though they say they'll hold up. Uh, I have talked to the company. Uh, my knee braces have like um, tension dials on them. So if I need more help or assistance, right, uh, I could dial it, dial that in. Um, and I really don't want that when playing. I just want more. I want the stability of the unloader for my knees. I want that aspect when I'm playing. So they're looking into it and then find out how much those are going to cost me. Um, but I've got other options until, until I can sort out with the company. Another option to for them to protect me when, when I'm playing. So it's going to be interesting. Yeah, hopefully everything, hopefully it'll be like riding a bicycle and you'll still remember it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm just leery about, um, there's a, a good friend of mine sent me a new pair of goalie skates to try. Um, cause I sent him an old pair, see, see if he could, um, uh, change the, the, the cowling for me on them. He goes, your, your boots are so, I mean, this is such a low model skate you're using. I said, I know, but they're so comfortable. <laughs> He goes, I, I pulled the cow, old cowling off to put the new one on, and the boot fell apart. <laughs> I'm like, well, so I sent you a new pair. You'll like them. So I haven't had a chance to use them yet. So I'm going to be using them for the first time on the 14th. And then I got some other friends who have sent me some new goalie gear. So I've got some new stuff to use. I'm just getting excited about getting back on the ice. <laughs> I start playing once a week. I bet you anything, just playing that hour and a half, you know, however long I, I can last on the ice till I can build up to, oh, it's me and you. Yeah, I, I can do hour 15 as long as we take a couple minute breaks here and there just to have a breather. Yeah, I could do that. Take me, it'll probably take me a couple of months, but I could do that. Can you imagine the weight I'll start losing then with everything else I'm doing? Mm. So that's the only thing I'm worried about is if I really start burning off the weight. I don't want to do it too fast. Mm-hmm. That's when it's going to come back and kick my ass. Mm-hmm. So, um, speaking of kicking in the ass, how about San Diego Comic-Con? How about San Diego Comic-Con? Wasn't that a kick in the ass? <laughs> you know, I kind of liked it, though. I, I mean, yeah, there there were some trailers and whatnot, but we didn't have to sit there and scramble over waiting for specific news from studios about what's coming out and oh here's a trailer that was shown to everyone there that we can't see here yeah uh i actually kind of enjoyed all that i actually didn't really see much news out of san diego comic-con to be honest with you well how about this i have some stories from our friends over at pop insider so most of this is going to be uh collectibles news Hmm. such as uh aco or accio harry potter squishmallows (laughs) Uh, new line of Squishmallow of uh, Harry Potter Squishmallows. We have the Gryffindor Lion, Ravenclaw Raven, the Hufflepuff Badger, and the Slytherin Snake Squishmallows. Eight and ten inch sizes. Not bad looking. Very cute. It's the mascot. They've got the scarves around. Them. They're, they're, they're cute for us. It would be um, well. We got them, if I got them for if I got Ravenclaw for Zoe and Gryffindor for Melissa. The dogs would then turn around and go, no, they're ours. <laughs> Especially Rocky, because he really loves very squishy dog, dog toys, what he thinks may be squishy dog toys. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. He he will go in, steal one of Zoe's Squishmallows, and just carry it around with his mouth, in his mouth. <laughs> Funny thing is, so far, knock on wood, uh, he has not actually tried to sit down with it and start pulling at it like he does his other toys. That is good, Yes. <laughs> So, um, so yeah, 
Jazzwares formally entered, formally unveiled its first wave of Harry Potter Squishmallows. Not only that, they also unveiled Godzilla Squishmallows. <laughs> now oh. we talk. Oh, Godzilla. Um, sorry, my bad Japanese impersonation. Um, which, hey, by the way, there is a Godzilla channel on Pluto TV now. Yes, there is. So, um, with the Squishmallow, there are four in this collection. There is a Godzilla Squishmallow. I would hope so. Which is, he's kind of gray. It features Godzilla with his hands crossed over his belly with a big old smile on his face. Okay. <laughs> Mecha Godzilla, which features the iconic kaiju in robot form. That one's cute. A Mothra Godzilla. <laughs> that one's cute. That one's awesome. And yeah. a, but I like this one even better. The Rodan oh, yeah. kaiju. I really like the Rodan. I wish they. I, w- I wish I could see more of the Godzilla one because from the front it just looks like a. Like I would never yeah. know that was Godzilla. <laughs> Yeah, you you have you have to see the side, and you kind of in the picture see the top of the the scales down the back. Yeah, just barely. Just barely, yeah. But yeah, this is this is cool. Mothra's not too bad. I like the Mothra. <laughs> yeah, I, I I'm looking at the pictures, going, oh Mothra, and thinking, uh, no, that's Rodan. <laughs> it's just a <laughs> quick glance. <laughs> yeah. No, Mothra looks amazing. Rodan's cute. Yeah. But Mothra. Mothra's awesome. Yeah. Mothra's the one. (laughs) They did a really good job on that. Uh, From Hasbro, they unveiled the latest recruits in the battle between G.I. Joe and Cobra. Oh, yes. I am friends with the guy who who is currently doing a lot of photography for Hasbro. Oh, yeah? And I'm going to see about trying to get him on uh, on the three shows. Wookie Radio, talk about the Star Wars stuff. Very or, cool. Or actually, I may just bring him on here. And that way, he could we could discuss everything, just do one show with him. Yeah, really. Um, we can cover it all here. Yeah. And but, be very interested. I think that may be a show we could get Kylan and... Maybe if we do that show on a Wednesday instead, mm. we could get Ky- we could get everyone. That way, Highland and Erica ask Marvel questions. Mm-hmm. Ken could ask Star Wars questions. Yeah, Joe questions, of course. Um, asking everything, <laughs> but it'll be one that we ask everything. It's the star photos of the of the Joe of the marvelous Joe Legend line. <laughs> <laughs> Joe Busters. <laughs> Um, so here's what's coming in months ahead that was announced Saturday by the G.I. Joe brand team. Uh, classified series. These will come out December 1st, and it's going to be great to add to the His Tank. Fire Team 788. Yeah. So for those who back the Cobra His Tank HasLab project, these are going to be a must for you guys. Oh, More yeah. troops to go with the tank. It's a trio of reinforcements that specialize in sporting is supporting the his tank as tank flank flankers. It includes an officer, a ranger, viper, and a trooper, alongside 35 character-inspired accessory pieces, including 11 blast and laser effects, three backpacks, officer and infantry helmets, bandolier, a bandana, an axe, a sigh, a knife, and more. <laughs> a sigh. <laughs> Just the one? Just the one. Uh, these are for available for pre-order now. The three figures, seventy nine ninety nine, which is hitting about right. About right, yeah. At a little, at almost twenty six, twenty six, twenty seven dollars a figure. Mm. 
I mean, these these look amazing. Yeah. They really do. Um, also up next, classified series, Tripwire, Apsara, and McCloud. Very cool. Tripwire comes ready for action with 15 accessories, including his bomb-sniffing rat, Apsara, <laughs> and robot McCloud, mobile armored control lever for ordnance disposal. With remote controls, minesweeper, heavy and light armor, neck guards, helmet, two mines, a backpack, and a weapon plus a footlocker to hold all his gear. That is quite the accessory list and this is a great great upgrade from the original tripwire from the yeah. from the series right this is kind of almost this is almost like this is what i think they wanted tripwire to be originally but they couldn't mm. it to be an attractive figure yeah because the original tripwire if i remember right had like a big old red baseball catcher's chest plate on him didn't he or chest protector on him no he had a gray one who was the Wait, one no, that had the, the red one? The laser trooper. He had the red one. Yes. I can't remember his name. And I want to say his name. Ooh. Was it Flash? I, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, I think it was Flash. Yeah, I just Googled G.I. Joe Tripwire. I'm hitting images. Mm. Yeah. I mean, the backpack he had back in the day was cool. Where it came with three mines that fit in the backpack. Yeah, yeah with the three mo- removable mines. But... Even even back detector. even back then, well, mine detector. I mean, if you go based on like the type of mine detectors they had in Korea, Vietnam, whatnot, then yeah, he kind of had that look. But now they're it's bomb disposal, so definitely the upgrade. He'd be more of you know demolitions expert. Yeah, now he's like the real deal. <laughs> and and this new that. one looks great. Yeah, it does. It looks amazing. Let me check. I'm typing in Flash. Yeah, Flash is the one that mm. had the red chest unit. I want to say it was a baseball. To me, it almost looks like a baseball chest picker. Yeah. Catcher's chest. Yeah. But there was another guy that had had it as well. It had something similar. There were quite a few guys, I guess, that did that. Yeah. Um, at least a couple in the original runs. Yeah. Uh, up next, it's another two-pack. Oh. Wait, let me get you a price on how much trip bar is going to be. Thirty four ninety nine. That's a pretty good price for all that. Yeah, Almost. I mean, this is almost this is almost like a deluxe figure. Yeah, I mean, he comes with a rat. People, come on. Yeah, the backpack <laughs> looks great. Two different yeah. helmet, the two different helmets, the two different armor pieces, two that different neck pieces. Yeah, I mean, heck. This this would be a good one to have to almost go with GI Joe or with Star Wars figures. <laughs> And be an interesting rebel trooper. He comes with a footlocker for everything. <laughs> no, that's so cool. I mean, this thing, this thing's great. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely killer. That is an excellent figure. Yeah, this, this thing's amazing. Um, and then finally, again in the six-inch classified series, Steel Corps. Uh, it's a two-pack. Yes. Uh, those uh, fans will be able to add a pair of Steel Corps troops inspired by the 1980s mail-in figure to their collection i remember those where you could order that and it would have your name on it and everything but it would be one of the, you know kind of a generic looking guy but it would be you as a gi joe i don't remember those oh i do and, and i would do a lot of the i mean we did a lot of the mail-in stuff mm. now mind you i did more uh, Star Wars than I did G.I. Joe, yeah. but I still did, you know, between my brother and I, we still did quite a bit of... Do you remember the uh, Refrigerator Perry G.I. Joe toy? Yes, we had him. <laughs> we had him. 
Yeah, <laughs> he's cool. We had him. We had the original uh, Sergeant Slaughter. Yeah, yeah. The only one, the one that they came out with, of course, I was an adult when they came out with him because he was a Joe Con exclusive, was Rowdy Piper. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I would love to get a pipe, but he's expensive. Mm. He, he's expensive. And I'm, I'm still searching for that. Um, uh, whatchamacallit? Yeah, I don't remember. Okay, this was 87, 88 that the Steel Brigade came out. Mm hmm. Yeah, I was I was already done with that. That's why I didn't I didn't get him. Oh, not me. I was still deeply involved with the Jews. <laughs> if I had known, I would I would have done what it took to get my own figure. So mail away, and all I gotta do is get my own figure. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I still want to get. I'm still trying to find the dreadnought that's based out of uh, Kissimmee. That was originally from Kissimmee, Florida. Oh, so yeah. that's where I live now. Well, I'll, I'll find him. Um, to continue on i don't remember which one it was i i looked i looked them up a while back but i don't remember i can't remember uh there is the cobra crimson guard strike team which will be a mm-hmm. pulse con exclusive it's tomax and zaymont and the baroness wearing their crimson gear very cool which i i liked crimson crimson troopers mm. as well the all red troopers yep and when when they kind of did that crimson stuff in the cartoon, and they didn't have Zomax or Baroness or or Zaymont, mm. come on! So I'm glad mm-hmm. they're doing that with this. Yeah, these look great. Yeah, and Baroness comes with an extra head. Yep. Uh, set comes in a briefcase that may look familiar. Mm. Uh, they they don't say anything else about it, but no, these are cool. I always like uh, Tomax and Zay. Yeah, me too. I mean, that was such an interesting concept, especially since they did the whole thing. You know, you always heard about the the twins that felt each other, and these two did. Right. It's like, okay, this is uh, coming in the pipeline. Oh, how about some vehicles that are not as lab projects? I want these. Um, no word on release date yet, but Jinx styled after the G.I. Joe, the movie torch dreadnought retro Duke and retro Scarlet are in development. Um, but we will be getting a vamp and clutch set. Yeah. And to go with the, his tank an SMS and techno Viper will be released. Yeah. That's cool. I mean, when they said they were going to do stuff to support this his tank, they're not joking. Mm. So, uh, now, like the tow hook on the his tank was called future proofing. Expect the same for the vamp. A physical model may debut at Hasbro Con later this year. Uh, Render reveals Hawk, Helix, Shockwave will join the G.I. Joe team in months ahead, while Cobra Python Patrol adds Copperhead and a Cobra officer. Love it. So a new Cobra officer or mercenaries in the house of Zartan's crew will get Dreadnoughts. will get buzzer and ripper. <laughs> Wife just, just texted me. <laughs> um, bonus booth reveal junkyard dog and mutt are joining the classified series later this year. I love, I love junkyard and mutt, Mutt even includes interchangeable heads. <laughs> so, um, Jada toys. Has some announcements. Ah, uh, friends at Jada Toys. Yes, love it. Uh, prepare for the ultimate show, showdown with the Ultra Street Fighter Two Evil Ryu action figure. This is a cool looking set. Yeah, it is. 
That's really cool. I'm digging that. So one twelve scale figure that comes with two sets of hands, three interchangeable heads, two stage diorama pieces, and two Hadouken effect pieces with stands. <laughs> hey, Duken. Oh, this looks great. See, I always liked evil right Ryu, not regular Ryu. Yeah, I like I like the color scheme and everything better. Yeah. Uh, the Dark Knight returned. Uh, fans can buy their very own Tumblr Batmobile and Batman figure set, fifty bucks. Uh, featuring an opening canopy and sleek candy black camouflage finish, uh, along with the one twenty-four scale figure, the two point seven five inch Batman or vehicle, the two point five two point seven five inch Batman figure features a camo black suit and a matching silver utility belt, inspired by the Dark Knight trilogy. This one looks good. Mm-hmm. You, you know me. I was like, I've always been. Eh, tumblers okay. This looks nice. Yeah, and it will go very well with my Batmobile collection right here. I need to go back with Jada, Jada, and see if they've got uh, the '89 Batmobile in the same style. They do. All right, I'm in trouble. They now. got a bunch of the '89 Batmobiles. I'm in trouble now. Uh, <laughs> and then with General Mills, a Booberry figure that actually glows in the dark. It's yeah. iconic, soupy. Spooky serial character features his transparent blueberry color skin and his classic hat and bow. This is cool. And it comes with a miniature glow in the dark box. There you go. Let me show you this. Oh. Nine Batmobile with the thing slides open and uh, it has the guns that flip out here. See, what was one of the best things about the Keaton Batmobile? It was a, it essentially stayed the same from movie to movie that he was in. There were minor Oops. minor tweaks where we saw minor because there were elements that weren't used in the first film that it was capable of doing that it was able to do in the second film, such as right. the armor. Such as the armor. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I love. And then and then they went and changed it that way. Oh, Val Kilmer's gotta have his own. George Clooney's gotta have his own. Yeah. And Clooney's was Clooney's was bad. Yeah. The vehicle was good. It's the tail wings, the tail fins that no, those were horrible. Yeah. Driving down the street, bouncing like like it was about ready to fly. Yeah. The Val Kilmer one was not great either, but it wasn't as bad as that one. No, that one, if I remember right, had the three three tails. Yes. And they were they were huge as well. Yeah. Keaton's had had tails, the two uh, just the two tails, if I remember right. Yes, but they were short, sleek. Yes, and stylish. They weren't. Yep. They weren't. Yeah, they look good. The whole, yeah, the whole thing of that Batmobile, the '89 Batmobile, it's just so sleek and cool looking. And yeah, yeah, it, it, it's absolutely amazing. So yeah, that's from uh, Jada Toys, and then. Um, this is not from San Diego Comic-Con, but you need to do this only because Zoe's having the same theme for a Halloween party or for her birthday party. Give me a quick second. So I'm thinking, oh, come on. <laughs> Spirit Halloween. Can you believe we're actually talking about Spirit Halloween already? Mm, yeah, it's almost August. <laughs> yeah. Spirit Halloween will appear at the old Star Cruiser location. October 1st. Still cost you six grand to get in. <laughs> um, prepare for a scare from Spirit Halloween's Haunted Mansion Home Collection. That's cool. Um, to celebrate Disney's new Haunted Mansion movie, which Kylan says it's great. 
I, I want. I don't know when we're going to check it out. Maybe Did next it come week. out already? Yeah, it came out this week, yesterday, as we as we're recording. Oh, oh wow, okay. Yeah. Uh, which yeah, is strange sure. because it's coming out as the writer strikes or as the strikes are happening, and, and they didn't do the publicity for it. Like they, yeah, they, they had done some publicity before the strike, but the premiere at Disneyland didn't turn into a premiere because of the strike. It turned into a uh, a fan like a fan party instead. That's actually kind of cool. So uh, this collection has everything you need to make the haunt the spookiest place. Your haunt the spookiest place on the block. The highlight of the set is the wall art, including different spooky signs for your front porch, a four pack of decor panels that look just like stretched out paintings from the foyer. Uh, the collection also has accessories that will add a haunting touch to a dining room table, mantle, or other display areas. These include Madame Leota, the bu- a bust of Madame Leota. Uh, um, lantern-shaped globe featuring trembling caretaker inside, and a Madame Leota votive holder, and a lace tablecloth. Instead of holding the door open all night for trick-or-treaters, use the Haunted Mansion side steppers, door holders that your that may follow your guests. <laughs> Looking at these, these are cool. Mm. Absolutely, yeah, they really are. I, for some reason, see us getting some of these. Zoe's party. Mm-hmm. She's doing a haunted mansion theme party. Uh, let's hit some. Let's talk some video games. Street Fighter Six fans demand garbage feature to be removed. Garbage feature. Yeah. Did not hear of this. This is coming from comicbook.com. Uh, Street Fighter Six is the year is going to be this year's biggest one. Of this year's biggest releases, attracting millions of players since its release last. Month. Whether the game or Capcom will be able to sustain a robust player base over time remains to be seen. But it sounds like some players are ready to call it quits if Capcom hmm. doesn't remove a garbage feature from the game, aka regional matchmaking. Hmm. Uh, if you live in a densely populated area, this method of matchmaking isn't an issue. If you live in a very rural area, Montana, uh, 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 I get it, it. It means you will spend your time fighting the same people over and over again. To this end, a Reddit post complaining about the feature and demanding its removal has been making the rounds on the Street Fighter 6 Reddit page. So any news on Cap? Uh, this is one of the posts. So any news on Capcom fixing regional max ma- regional matchmaking? I love this game, but I'm in Canada and at Diamond, I have been fighting the same ten people on repeat. It's garbage and needs to go. Uh, another person honestly felt like the same five people. It wouldn't be so bad, but two of them played Jamie and two of them played Blanca. I was in a loop of Blanca and Jamie matches for like an hour. <laughs> This is trash. How do we get Capcom to fix this? Uh, another post. Same here. I live in Iceland, and it takes me up to 10 plus minutes to find matches, and usually it's the same people. Yeah. I can imagine that's a pain. <laughs> so, yeah, that, that would drive me nuts. Mm-hmm. Uh, next, I'm going to go to this story. Again, uh, the rest of these are pretty much from Comic except for one. Two at the end. Um, but breaking today as we're recording. Sony, big announcement for Sony. Sony is the latest studio to announce major delays and changes to their upcoming blockbuster release mm-hmm. due to the strikes. Not a surprise, really, but... Well, one of these is uh, Gran Turismo, delayed to August 25th, and no surprise there. Beyond the Spider-Verse, removed from the schedule and delayed indefinitely. Mm. Surprise. Yeah, that one is... 
Yeah, that's a little seems a little extreme. Uh, the Ghostbusters Afterlife sequel is moving from December 20th, 2023 to March 29th, 2024. Craven moving from October 23rd or October 2023 to August 2024. And Venom 3 from July 12th to, to July 12th, 2024. And then comicbook.com has uh, like Gran Turismo. The movie gets delayed. Now we're releasing on 25th. Yeah, pretty much these are just backing up what we just said. Mm. Um, and yet studios are doing this, but the studio big wigs are going, yeah, we'll keep the strike going until, uh, until people start losing their houses. I know. Right. Uh, um, hello. You're going to start losing your jobs if, if you can't, if you're going to keep pushing all this stuff back. Yeah. So sorry. Um, yeah, that's, you know, no revenue coming in. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what was the other good one I saw today? Um, Jamie Lee Curtis posted on Instagram. It was a, a residual check to Robert Carradine's company for work that he had done. The check amount. You want to take a guess? 21 cents. <laughs> Let's put it this way. They spent more to print the check and send the check. And the check was worth. Yeah. Check. The, the amount on the check. Zero dollars. Zero cents. What? <laughs> No joke. Why? why? <laughs> because I have to cut a re- residual check every so often. Wow. <laughs> zero dollars, zero cents. What the heck? Wow. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, this is why the strikes happen, folks. Yeah, that and uh, a couple other major, <clears throat> major issues as well. Well, considering over 90% of the actors out there don't make enough money to afford because you got to make at least 26 grand a year in order to afford the healthcare package. Right. And they don't make that. Mm-hmm. And then there's all these stuff with the streaming services, which yep. that's is insane. Up. Mm-hmm. And then on top of all that, there's the upcoming, uh, AI stuff that everybody's worried about, oh, which yeah. now, now is it, now is a good time for them to address that because it's still early enough where they can say, Hey, did you, you know, like, did you like the post I put, I put on Facebook today or did I not put it? I don't think I, Oh, I didn't post it yet. Oh, got it. It's a I'm meme. Say I didn't like it then. <laughs> it, it was a meme. This is, this is classic. It's great. I'm old enough to remember when rich Hollywood executives lectured the public about recording or digital copies of movies. Uh, now they want to make digital copies of acts. Yeah, right. Huh. So, yeah. Um, hello. Oh, speaking of digital copies, congrats to you and Ken. Or and to you as well. Best movie-related podcast, the Bigfoot Award, or Wookie Radio, in the Los Angeles Motion Picture Film uh, Festival. And thank you for that award. We got festival. Plat- we got platinum, which I believe is the highest. Uh. Very nice. Very appreciative. So, um, CW pulls two shows from schedule after only two episodes. <laughs> so two shows have been pulled after program from programming just 10 days after they made their premiere. <laughs> uh, it was revealed the network is pulling Down to Earth with Zac Efron and Fantastic Friends from its programming schedule. Only two episodes have actually aired. All right. I don't know what either of those are. So... Uh... <laughs> 
Now, it, the remaining episodes will be made available on the CW app. Instead, reruns of Penn and Teller Full Us and Whose Line Is It Anyway will air in these shows time slots. Um, um, does it say why? Uh, both of these were recently were shows recently acquired by the CW from other studios or streaming services uh, amid cost cutting efforts under the station's new owners, Nexstar. Hmm. Uh, they also surprisingly are not the first shows to be pulled from the network with Australian surfing drama Baron suffering the same fate after four episodes earlier this year. Wow. So yeah, apparently the new people don't. Alrighty then. Yeah. Uh, CW is going to be hurting this next year. Oh yeah. I, I honestly feel. Yeah. It's yeah. <laughs> They're going to be in a lot of trouble. Yeah. But. Uh, their own fault really yeah and then also announced at san diego comic-con which i forgot about this assassin's creed comics announced by massive publishing Ooh, i'm actually kind of excited for this well apparently had a small glitch didn't catch it so um shows are gone off uh cw uh final story of the night unless derek has something uh afterwards um from screen rant according to ranker the 10 best Riddler actors. So from actually the Batman animated series of 2004, not 2005, Robert England. Yeah. Um, as I said before, um, I'm not, I haven't really watched a lot of this, this cartoon, so I really need to check it out. But, uh, I do like the, the idea of Robert England doing the voice of Riddler. Yeah. Uh, according to this article, uh, appearance-wise, is uniquely is unique too, as he is a bit lean compared to other versions of the character. You know that's okay because the way this Batman set up, all of the characters are, fit the styling just right. Yeah, because uh, the Joker almost has a hyena-esque look to him, <laughs> which I loved, and I believe that Joker is voiced by Kevin Michael Richardson. Interesting. Even though the first time I heard it, I thought it was Mark Ham. Oh, wow. Huh. Yeah, very close. Uh, the next one, I don't, as I was saying before I realized we had stopped recording, um, nothing against the actor. I love the actor. Yeah, I, I do too. I, I don't agree with this as him as a Riddler, John Aston. Right. Yeah, I love John Aston, but yeah, definitely not. Uh, the reason why Aston was in the Batman 66 series is because Frank Gorshin was in a contract dispute. Because they did season one, and I believe they did the movie to promote the series in Europe. So they did that by doing the movie, which led to Batman the movie, and then contract dispute. And then we have John Aston. Dispute was settled, and Frank Gorshin was back for, for season three. Is it scary that I know that much about what happened? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, perhaps a little. <laughs> Told you I'm a Riddler fan. Um, I actually have back when, uh, was it McFarlane? And they did the Batman 66 figures. Yes, I think. I have, I have a Frank Gorshin Riddler. Nice. Now, if they did John Aston Riddler as well, I would, I would probably grab him too. Mm. Uh, but eventually I do want to need it. I need to research what Riddler figures have been done because I do want to get them. And I know it goes back. I know it could go all the way back to Mego. And I had I had an old Mego figure, a Riddler. Right, yeah. I wore him out <laughs> and I would get the new one. Riddler I wore out a lot. 
Like the Joker mobile? Oh, forget that. Riddler was driving it. <laughs> if Joker happened to go along, okay, then it was the Riddler mobile and Joker drove Riddler. It's just the way I rolled. Um, from the 2017 Lego Batman movie, Conan O'Brien. His Lego Riddler wasn't bad. I'm having trouble remembering it, actually. So I don't think it was bad. I just doesn't seem to have stuck in my memory. Yeah. And then they tease another story. Ten best Riddler comic books ever. I'm going to have to find that. We'll find that one later. That may be a different day. <laughs> Dude, you're going to have to find some of these stuff for you as well. Oh, I can do that. Let's let's do. All right. Yeah. I mean, yes, I understand for this show, I'm, I'm more producer because I do a lot of the editing stuff and whatnot. But I mean, you're on air personality, but also creative or content. You, know, you, pr- you, you provide content as well. All right. I can do it. Yeah, so let's do that. I might even have a few saved. We'll see. Cool. I think this could be fun to do, what, maybe every other week, or we do it weekly if there's a slow news week. Yeah, we could do that. Yeah, okay. Uh, Up next, Matthew Gray Gubbler from Salt on Arkham 2014. Was, Mm. Was that the game? I think so. Okay. No, it looks like it's a cartoon. Is it a cartoon? Um... Wow. Maybe it was an animated film. Okay. Yeah, maybe. Well, I can't speak on that one. <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen that one. But I, I know there's been a lot of praise with them. Um, Wally Ringert, Return of the Cape Crusaders 2016, and Batman vs. Two-Face 2017. I'm not familiar with that one either. Uh, I remember Return of the Cape Crusaders. Uh, he's, a, he's strictly a DJ and voice actor by profession. He's been a part of 110 animated projects over the years and one of the few actors that have voiced both DC and Marvel characters. Hmm. Um, since Return of the Cape Crusaders, which was an animated version of the 60s TV show, uh, Wingert's Riddler is similar to John Astin's. The goofiness is maintained and so are the innovative gadgets. Uh, he's also voiced the character in some Arkhamverse um, series of video games. Hmm. Uh, up next, Jim Carrey, Batman Forever. Um, again, yeah, that he's that's one that I have mixed feelings on because, um, I like, you know, I like Jim Carrey. I like the idea of Jim Carrey as the Riddler, and and he was he was good, but I think I, I think the downfall was Schumacher. Schumacher. Yeah, I, yeah, exactly. So it was, he was good, but it could have been so much better and should have been so much better. Yeah. Uh, from the original Batman, the animated series, John Glover. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, definitely. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yes. I, I, I wholeheartedly agree. Yes. He should have been, he, he, he deserves to be on this list. Yep. Um, without a doubt. Yeah. That's, that's a no brainer there. Mm-hmm. Uh, just like this last next one from Batman 66 and the legends of superheroes, Frank Gorshin. Never heard of him. <laughs> I say Frank Gorshin is the one actor who could have played Riddler in Batman 66. His Riddler would have worked in the Burton slash Schumacher era. And I think it could have worked in the Nolan verse. Frank Gorshin would have known the character well enough to have it to mold and fit each one. I'm not sure about the Nolan verse, 
personally, but I, th- I think he could have gone dark with that. I think I could. I think I could see him in the Tim Burton movies. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this last one, I liked the actor. I did not like his Riddler, and it's more because of the script, not him. But Paul Dano. I uh. I just did not like that Riddler. I uh, I I have mixed feelings about it. On one hand, I did kind of like it, but on the other hand, I kind of, it, it didn't feel Riddler-y enough for me. Being masked the way he was, full mask, mm. and, and and that much of like a, a serial killer, it's not Riddler. Yeah. Not to the, I mean, yes, he was a killer, but not to the extreme that they made him out to be in this. Right. I mean, this was straight up. The Riddler to me was very much almost like the Zodiac Killer. Yeah. This this was more like Unabomber. Yeah. That's not the Riddler. Yeah. Mess with your mind. The enigma that he is. That's that's Riddler. But they say modeled after the Zodiac Killer, Dano's Riddler is undoubtedly the deadliest or darkest there ever has been. I'm sorry. I didn't see Dano's Riddler modeled after the Zodiac Killer. Well, maybe because he says he enjoys murdering people just as much as he enjoys riddling. (laughs) Uh, This next one I actually enjoy. Corey Michael Smith from Gotham. Yeah, I actually liked his his version. His was great. Yeah. And and the fact, and I enjoyed the tryst, too, that he started off as a forensic science technician for Gotham CPD. Yeah, I really liked that. That was cool. And and I, I think... Um, I, 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 I think his version of the Riddler, which Gotham was like an Elseworld, was kind of based on the Elseworld. Yeah, that's right? the way I tried to look at it, yeah. Um, but no, I mean, Jim Carrey's Riddler worked for Wayne Enterprises. Okay, that's possible. Right. This Smith's Riddler seems a lot more plausible of, he, he just went crazy being a CSI guy. Yeah. And he just finally cracked. Right. And knew how to play the system because he was part of the system. Right. And and even as just the CSI guy, he still loved, you know, the riddles and everything. Yeah. So you could see you could see where that all came from. Right. And I think one of the cool things about uh the Batman sixty six series is you had no origin story yeah at all it's like here's the joker here's the riddler here's catwoman here's penguin you know them from the comics boom there you go yep and everybody's okay with it and, That's and all you the only thing you need to know is where did aunt harriet come from <laughs> but it's okay um did aunt harriet come from <laughs> so yeah the the only two on this list that I was not a fan of, and it, and again, it's not against the actors. It's just the portrayal, John Aston and, and Paul Dana. Mm. That that that's it. That, that that was it for me. Your your opinions on on the list? Um, other than the ones that I I haven't actually seen, the the couple I haven't seen, um, I pretty much, um. I would put the I would put Frank Gorshin at the top of the list definitely. Um, I don't know. I really like the one from Gotham. I would put him Smith. by him. Yeah, yeah. And then of course, you know, the animated Batman, the animated series. John that was Glover. a great one. Yeah, yeah. John Glover. 
I would say those would probably be my top three at least. Well, you, you, you've heard who went, uh, Riddler was still supposed to be a part of Tim Burton's Batman 3. Mm-hmm. You heard who he originally won, who he was going to ask. Mm-hmm. I and, think I, I don't recall. And I disagree with this because I think of a better character for him. Oh, is Robin Williams? Robin Williams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and he would be better as the Mad Hatter probably. Yes, I would rather have seen him as Mad Hatter. Uh, he would have. He would have been a great Mad Hatter. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was also the movie that was supposed to skip Robin, introduce uh, one of the Wayan brothers as Nightwing. It would have been interesting. I think it would have been Marlon Wayan as as Nightwing. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, it very much could have been interesting. So um, that's it. But I've added to our show notes and highlighted them in yellow. So we have them for future. A couple more stories from Screen Rant. Why Riddler is Batman's worst villain, <laughs> which I want to argue that one. And best <clears throat> Riddler DC comics ever. <clears throat> so uh, other than that, I have nothing else. Final thoughts. Uh, final thoughts. I just want to say um, happy birthday to Peter Cullen. Uh, who was the voice of Optimus Prime. And I don't see his age here, but that's okay, because he's timeless. Yes, he so is. happy birthday to Optimus Prime. <laughs> uh, only because I know it happened uh, within this last week. And the, the guys I work with at Epcot today and tomorrow as we're recording, happy 80th birthday to Mick Jagger. Oh, wow. Hey, he's done some movies, too. 80 years old. 80, huh? yeah. mm. So... Um, other than that, oh, congrats to the Mighty Marvel Geeks crew as well. They got, they won platinum level for best overall podcast. Nice. And I won for best producer, best produced podcast. Congratulations. So, uh, so yeah, it's been a while since we entered it. So honored to have won and, and very thankful to the Los Angeles Motion Picture Festival for having a podcast track for us to be able to partake in. So, um, other than that, if you don't have any, I really don't have any. Nope. That's all I got. And, uh, on that note, we will talk to everyone next week. So, um... The bad crowd you've been hanging out with is a science fiction club? This has been a Weeby Geeks production.